Hello, everyone. Welcome to Solution Brewing Podcast. I'm Brendan, and I'm joined, as always, and I think we've done enough of these now that I can say, as always, by uh, my colleagues, Steve and Rob. And today we're going to be talking about some of our favorite beers. I'm amending the topic a little bit from our absolute favorite beers because I'm allowing for the fact that there are many, many good beers. And I'm sure we'll have uh, more discussions and, and taste can change as we as we go on. So that's what we're talking about today. Some of our favorite beers. And I'm going to kick it over to Steve here to get us started with some of his thoughts on this. Oh, I was actually thinking about this uh, just before the podcast, because one of the ones I really like, it's actually a Calgary beer, but they don't make it anymore. Annex, Annex uh, Ale Company or Annex Brewery uh, used to do a sour wit, which was really, really good for the summer. One time I was just in the liquor store and I just saw it on the shelf and I was like, oh, it's some kind of summer brew or some sort of thing. And it was their wit, but they had soured it for, I think it was like a two-day kettle sour or something along the lines of that. And, oh, man, I bought like a flat of that over the course of a month, just <laughs> going back all day, like every Friday, grabbing another fresh one. And it became a favorite of my wife as well. And it was only, unfortunately, a seasonal ale. I haven't seen them bring it back yet. I haven't seen it in two years now. Yeah, I think it's about two years, and I still think about that beer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Keeps you up at night, eh? <laughs> yeah, when it gets when a good beer gets a hold of me, I, it it holds on to me. And yeah, like I'm just looking on their website right now, and yet, unless they've got it a small one on their tap or something like that, I I don't see it, which is a... Oh. They've got some Brett Sizens, and they've got, you know, Cranberry Kettle Sour. Oh, that actually looks interesting, a blood orange one. But yeah, no, it's... Yeah, I think it was 2018 or maybe 2019 when they had it. And I would, if they brought that beer back, I'd go back and buy like like a couple of flats like right away. Just be like, yeah, just give it to me. <laughs> That'd be good for like, what, a weekend? Uh, <laughs> if I have to share it with my wife, maybe. If I don't have to share it with my wife, yes, it's good for a weekend. Like ever since then, it's just been, you know, it, it, you know, it was a seasonal. So it was in the summer and went into the, you know, the fall and they come out with their darker beers. It's like, okay. And it's like, hopefully they'll bring them back next summer. And nothing, nothing in 2020 for sure, which would have been really good for the lockdown drinking uh, <laughs> to make me think of better, brighter times. But uh, yeah, I, was, I would say that's one of my all time favorite beers that I've had. Well, wow, sounds like a good one. I didn't get to try that one. Yeah, no, if it comes back, like I highly recommend getting a, at least a four pack. It's, again, sours are not for everyone. No, it's uh, everyone's got different tastes. But yeah, no, that that gripped me. <laughs> that's how much you like it eh? steve likes it so much that he won't offer saving you one he just says go get your own <laughs> pretty much like i if i have one i might offer it to you but ah that's a 50 50 <laughs> i'll just tell you where he bought it and maybe there'll be some mm -hmm. left yeah <laughs> you have some secret beer fridge so that when people come over to visit you have it you have those beers hidden in the secret fridge <laughs> yeah that's you know, like the the one, my actual kegerator is like the decoy fridge, and then I have a secret fridge with all my good beers. <laughs> there you go. Behind a painting through a locked door with a three different security mechanisms. Yeah. And you got to go to the bookcase and pull the right yeah. book, and that opens up the latch. Yeah. And then, of course, the, the creaky screen door at the back after you go through yes. all the security in, stuff. In classic Simpsons fashion. This is this is definitely like uh, spurring thoughts of some home reno projects that we need to get going here <laughs> in the next few years. But, Rob, what are your, what are your thoughts? What are some beers that have stuck with for you? Uh, okay, so here's where I'm going to throw you guys for a loop on this one, because I know you guys are thinking 
specific beers. So I got some. Are you there. thinking varieties of beers? Uh, you'll see. In a specific second. malt? <laughs> no. <laughs> any beer. Any yeah. beer made with an amber malt, I'll drink. <laughs> That's right. Like any beer with two rows, it's just every beer. It's like all beer. No. Um. <laughs> yes, there you go. I only like beer that's got hops in it. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm going to say the best beer is after wintertime or spring. Actually, spring is great. Spring skiing, you come home, take off all your gear and stuff, and then you go jump in the hot tub. And that whatever beer you crack open in the hot tub, ah, that is the situational best beer. beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. Is this the last ski of the season or just a ski in the spring kind of season? Who cares? All of them. <laughs> any, any, any ski. Yeah. That's probably my favorite one. And I'd say number two would be beach or patio beers. Those are great. And, oh, um, I mean, who doesn't like sitting out on the, on the beach or in the sun and having a nice man, cool beer? Man, I miss the beach. Oof. <laughs> it's, it's been a while since I've had that kind of beer. Yeah, I mean, uh, living here in Alberta, there's not a lot of beaches around. <laughs> well, there are beaches. It's just usually they're mostly rock beaches, not uh, nice soft sand or white sand or anything like that. And usually a bunch of algae, too. Yeah, yeah, depending on what lake you end up in. <laughs> but yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'll give you another... Number three, number three was oh crap! Actually, I lost number three. Oh, we can we can come back around if you remember <laughs> it in time. Yeah, third third beer of the night is that what you're saying? So beer number three is number three. That's right. So I mean, if you get it all to work out, you go skiing and have that hot tub beer, and then you go to the beach for that beer, and then I don't know what the third one is. By that time, it doesn't matter where you have it. <laughs> <laughs> By that time, it don't matter. Yeah. How about you, Brendan? What uh, what's your favorite beer? Well, now now Rob's throwing me for a loop here. I had this whole uh, screwed up whole your thing plan. planned, and now you, you've you've opened up my eyes to a different way this conversation can go. <laughs> so I'm I'm just gonna tell a story then, because that seems like the best way to go. Because I don't know if I really do have a single favorite beer right now, or or even one in the last few years that has been enough of a standout. Over and above all the other beer that I've drank, but I was lucky enough uh, a couple of years ago to go down to California to San Luis Obispo, SLO, slow. My wife was doing a course down there, and I kind of came down to hang out for a couple of days before the weekend, and so that we could have a little uh, vacation out of it. I had a day to myself, and the town had a lovely little craft beer scene, uh, brew pub scene. So I figured I'd spend the day seeing what beers they had in the area. And it turns out that what they had basically at every single brewery was a large wild sour beer production. That was that was the thing for the town. Is Ooh, every beer had to be soured and it was always soured with wild yeast. So Steve would have been happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I'm not the biggest fan of sour beers. There are good ones, but there are a lot of a lot of not great ones. But I had the day. My my wife was was in her course, and we'd planned to meet up kind of later in the day. So I wandered around from 10 a.m. to 5 o'clock and sampled a number of these sour beers. And after the fourth or the fifth one, they start to get pretty good. <laughs> Not that you you really notice them anymore at that point, but you're you're kind of like, okay, well, this is another sour beer. Oh, here, this one's uh, sour and tastes like sour cherries, and this one tastes like sour strawberries, and this one tastes like sour pumpkin for some reason. Hmm. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it, it was a, it was a lot of walking and a lot of beer that I, I had drinking and all that. 
wandered back to the hotel at the, the appropriate time and um, had been drinking all day but spaced out, so still in a, a reasonable state of mind to go for dinner with my wife and all that. Um, and that's when she revealed to me that the, the hotel we were staying at had a happy hour for all of its guests, which was open bar. <laughs> and she insisted that we take advantage of this happy hour situation at the hotel before we went out for dinner because we were still kind of conscientious of the money we want to spend and all that sort of stuff. And we're there to have a good time. So, so I was like, okay, great, fantastic. We'll go have some, some beer. She was going to have some wine. And the best part about this happy hour is they're like, yeah, you just need to go down to the bar. You don't need to stay in the bar or anything. So they'll pour you have however many drinks you want. You can take them back to your room and we can just have some drinks while we're getting ready. Man, that sounds great. So I was like, well, this is fantastic. Okay, well, what do you got on tap? Is it another sour beer or something? It's like, no, we actually have uh, this West Coast IPA that's up from, I uh, honestly, I can't remember the name of the beer, but it was something that just wasn't soured. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, great, give me four of them. <laughs> Absolutely, sir. Here you go. Enjoy your night. So that was probably the best beer I'd had <laughs> in that year. It was more in line with my taste. It was free. It was good beer. It wasn't like uh, a Keese or something uh, dra- dramatic because the, the whole town had a big craft uh, craft beer scene. <laughs> and it was just it was, it was the right beer at the right time at the right price and that's the best beer yeah i'm just picturing you like in super troopers you're like open bar dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that is fairly accurate of that just a whole day of doing sours and then it just the first non-sour beer you have <laughs> no, no that works great. out perfectly um another cool kind of beer thing that we found on that trip is we went to a little bar after dinner their gimmick was they're like well we're too lazy to uh um pour your beers so what we're going to do is we're going to give you this wristband we're going to take your credit card we're going to give you this wristband and the glass and all the taps are all along the wall so what you do is you just you scan your wristband and you pour yourself a beer and we'll just charge you for however many ounces for however many beers you drink. Oh, interesting. So it was the ideal bar for sampling beers because you could go pour yourself an ounce or two ounces of each. And if you liked one, then you pour yourself 20 ounces. It was just an awesome concept. And I mean, the place has probably been destroyed by COVID. Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah. I can't imagine anything less less COVID friendly than than their setup. But it was awesome at the time and, you know, in the long, long ago back when we could do things like that. That's that's an interesting uh, thing for that because, yeah, as long as your system worked and all that and you were recording you know each pour sort of thing yeah that would uh that's a great way to sample a crap ton of beers oh yeah well and it was it was well set up uh, as well because they had a half dozen different wines or something on the same same system and then a bunch of ciders and stuff so there's a lot of stuff for my wife to drink and it ended up being a pretty cool night sounds like a pretty cool concept i don't i don't think we'd be able to get away with yeah. that out here because uh you know ProServe would probably shun that Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think it would work in in Alberta. Uh, it, it's just yeah, people serving themselves, <laughs> not yeah. within our existing regulations. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, one, once you can no longer track what someone's been drinking, that would be no good. That's too bad. Well, all you got to do is you just gotta. It, it's a cool idea, and I mean, there'd be a way to manage it, right? You just you, you'd still have people kind of monitoring, and you you have a an easy way to cut somebody off by just disabling their wristband. But yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, and you the, know what, you the, could actually the set, technology like, exists to do it. You could like set alerts or something like that, so you can see how how quickly 
people are serving themselves and how big their servings are. Here's the million dollar idea is like we, we've got technology for motion tracking and stuff like that is, is brilliant nowadays. So you put a few accelerometers into the wristband and then you do some some development, some testing to figure out, okay, what's the difference in motion patterns between someone who's three sheets to the wind and someone who can still pour themselves a drink. And then you have the, the warnings flare up uh, <laughs> and you can do like... Yeah, like so you yeah, said, okay, different pacings, and no, this person's drinking too fast. This person's falling on their ass. That yeah, oh yeah, no, I'll, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom and responsibility—they come together. Like, <laughs> yeah, they go. Cool. Oh, you know what might be might work out for beer number three here for situational beer? Is it Calgary only? Might be Calgary only. They're talking about allowing uh, open alcohol in parks, public parks. So like uh, Selfish Creek, or like you know those places where you can book like a fire pit. Okay. For like yeah. a picnic or something, they're saying that uh, they're looking at opening up regulations so you can have uh, drink. You can drink open, openly in those parks, in those areas. That is interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because they've been loosening the restrictions. Like, you know, like the big thing was on festivals. I think it was two, one or two years ago, with people like walking around a fairgrounds with a, with an open beer. Now, like not just being restricted to the uh, you know the beer tents yet, gardens. beer gardens. Huh. They keep talking about that for the Stampede. And I mean, the one thing I always liked about the Cochrane Rodeo and the Labor Day Rodeo they had is that they do license the entire rodeo. Group. Yeah. So you just take your beer. and So you can actually like take your beer to, as opposed to the Stampede where it's like, okay, only when you're on within the rodeo building or only when you're in the beer tent that has 50 million other people there who are just drinking as fast as they can because they want to get out and go see. Yeah, and because exactly. of the sponsorship, the only beer gardens that there are, are like the Kokanee Beer Garden or the Budweiser Beer Garden. And you don't really have any good craft beer or anything like that that's around because it's all locked down. No, no. But actually, that brings up a, a, a good point. So I, I actually happened to get out skiing this year for the first time in a few years. Out at Lake Louise, we went for lunch uh, at the bar on the, the back side of the mountain mm-hmm. there. The Temple Lodge. They've always had been like, okay, we have your kokanee or your whatever and all that sort of stuff. And then now they have all the Banded Peak beers. And I was like, what? Banded Peak's out here? And then I was like, oh, yeah, they got... They sold out. Bought out by <laughs> whoever a while back. And, and uh, well, <laughs> they're living the dream is the way I explained it. But <laughs> Yeah, they are living the dream. I am jealous. But yeah, they got, they got bought by uh, Labatt. That's who it was. Right, exactly. Yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, so they have kokanee, kokanee gold, and all the Banded Peak stuff. And I was like, that is awesome. Yeah, that's why you can see them in the dome as well. Mm. It's awesome. Like it, we need just somebody to get. Uh, we need Budweiser to buy somebody good, and then we can have good beer at the Stampede. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm, I'm trying to remember, because like Sleeman's bought Wild Rose in Calgary. Yep. As I don't think there's been any other purchases in like the last year or so. Well, Alley Cat sold, but they didn't. They just sold to more yeah, private yeah. owners. Yeah, the the owners got out of the business to other owners, which was nice. Well, at least they get to continue producing, which is which is good. They make good beer, but it's a tough time for uh, I think even the the major companies to justify the investment in a, a smaller brewery right now. Oh yeah, even though yeah, it'd be really cheap. It's but there's still the risk tied to it and all that. So, but I we're, I think we're gonna get into the roaring twenties here soon enough, and we're gonna have a all things good for a dozen years or so. Yep. Till the next <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. T- yeah. Till the next big thing. Well, I, I'm saying let's hopefully we learn from this and we can avoid like, you know, pandemics and depressions and world wars after that. But, <laughs> you know, I, I just like to go through some like uh, a few years where everybody's like, oh yeah, you know, things are actually pretty Yeah, this good. has not been the worst year ever. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> We've had about 10 years of the worst year ever. So. <laughs> oh, there was a meme I was looking at the other day and it was like, 
back in 2016 or 2015 and it's like oh man this is the worst year ever and then the next panel is just like 2020 coming behind them with a bat and it's like yeah no, that's <laughs> yeah. We we were we were making the jokes, but we didn't know how bad 2020 was going to be. <laughs> but there's light at the end of the tunnel. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully, these vaccines can keep the variants down. Mm. You know, yeah. down down enough where people will feel more comfortable to go out. Yeah, go get your poke when you can. And then we can all start enjoying those situational beers again. Patio beers. Oh, a patio beer. Stampede oh, beers. Oh, man. Although golf courses are open, you, you can have golf beers. Uh, that's not a bad one. Well, that is true. Golf beers are pretty good. Golf beers are pretty good. <laughs> but I, I, I definitely do enjoy patio beers. That is a great situational yeah. beer. Yeah, no, I do miss my patio beers. Some patios are open. We should go. They are, but you're not... Like what's what's the current rule now? Is the patios are open, but it's still got to be you got to sit within your household. No, I think it's for well, it's supposed to be household or co. Yeah, whoever cohort is. You're like like if you're someone like me who lives alone, you're allowed two other contacts or whatever. If you're if you're on your own, but unfortunately, I got well, not unfortunately, I have my wife <laughs> and my child. And so. Good rephrasing there. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go drink with my buddies because of our kid. <laughs> Honey, I need you to move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should live apart so I can go have a patio over here. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna change this from marriage to conjugal visit rights. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, the problem there is my two close contacts would still be my wife and kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Riley Riley's less than a year old. I don't know if he counts yet as a cohort. <laughs> Yes, loophole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let the the vaccines do their work here, and we'll all get together for patio beers and discuss some more of our favorite beers. Which I'm surprised none of us actually brought it up, but we we really should have said all our, our favorite beers are the three fine solutions brewing products that we make. Oh god, yeah. Missing missing piece, kiss, and dark humor. Yeah, we, yeah, we got to get better at this self promotion. <laughs> Is that stuff? a little too on yeah. the nose? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like cringing while I was thinking about it. like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna say, man, you know what I really love right now? Dark humor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's it, there's this relatively new beer on the market. It's just up and coming. It, the missing piece, blonde. This is just the season for it, guys. This, you want a good patio beer? Ask your bar to pick up missing piece. And for those quiet moments at home, keep it simple. Pick up the Kiss Ale, available at all fine liquor stores. <laughs> well, I like that one where Steve says at all fine liquor stores. You know, when whenever someone says that, whether it's us or whoever else, I always think like, so if someone doesn't have have it, they're not a fine liquor store. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be in that boat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think that's that. About wraps it up then. Yeah, I think I'm good. I'm, I think if other people have comments or whatever, feel free to send us what your favorite beers are. In the specific sense or the general sense. <laughs> yeah, whatever works. Whatever works. No problems, just solutions. Yeah. Right? All right. Take care, everyone. Till next episode. <laughs> yeah, next time. <laughs>